I think roller derby is a hopeful thing. He earned enough money from selling plants that he paid off the mortgage on his house. People always want to know, uh, you know, is that a lie or is that the truth? I completely disassembled this Triumph TR6. I wish I could have been a professional woman soccer player. I'm Martha Woodruff, and this is The Spark, an exploration of interesting people doing interesting things. If you go to AmandaMcRaven.com, you'll read that Amanda is a director, theater maker, educator, and writer in love with performance from right now, about right now, no matter how old the story may be. Amanda, I might add, has been involved with theater for a long time. Oh my God, my first play was at Henley Middle School. I was Annie Oakley in Annie Get Your Gun, and I was hooked. And I just memorized Ethel Merman. So I just memorized the album, <laughs> just sang like Ethel Merman. And I had no idea what I was doing because I was 14. Let's go on with the show. Let's go on with the show. Amanda McRaven grew up in Free Union majored in theater at UVA, did some serious time with live arts and the American Shakespeare Center. Brush up your Shakespeare, start quoting him now. But then Amanda decided to go back to school at UC Irvine and get an MFA in theater. And then as I graduated, I looked around at, now I had a greater sense of the American theater landscape and um, what the paths are for directors. And I, I come from a very entrepreneurial place. My parents are entrepreneurs. Um, American Shakespeare Center is all about that and entrepreneurial spirit, live arts. Let's make a thing together. So I looked around and I thought, I don't want to just start directing plays uh, in big regional theaters. I'm not ready for that. So one of my mentors at UC Irvine was Bill Rausch, who's now the artistic director of Oregon Shakespeare Festival. And he started a company called Cornerstone Theater in the 80s, which is a community-based theater organization, which is not, it's, it's not community theater, it's community-based theater, which is confusing. But um, community-based is where you go into a community with professional actors, a professional writer, a professional director. You cast the show from the community, and the show is about something that's very specific to that community. So it's a therapeutic, a healing process. It's a social justice tool. So that had intrigued me in grad school. And when I was graduating and looking around at what I wanted to do next, Bill's influence was really, really strong for me. So I applied for a Fulbright grant, and I got one. <laughs> this happens. <laughs> so I went to New Zealand for two years. Somebody I, has to yeah, get Yeah, somebody them. has to get them. <laughs> it's great. There's a great network in Virginia, actually, of ex-Fulbrighters. I guess we're Fulbrighters forever. Um, so I went to New Zealand, and I did social justice performance, uh, community-based theater project with a group of people for um, the first year I was there. And it was incredible. New Zealand is a fascinating place. It's rich and not like America, but e recognizable enough. But it's, people have a lot. It's not Australia. That's how I learned. Um, I just, I loved it. The people are incredible. Some of my dearest friends are still there. And so that was two years immersion in that form, community-based theater. So I worked with refugees. I worked in with boys in a detention um, home. I worked with this group of 
community members of all walks of life. Um, and then I, the last thing I did there was direct this massive 50-person community play. Uh, it was just really rich. And um, I... That's a word you use a lot. I love the word rich. <laughs> rich and delicious are two of my favorite words to describe what I do. I always feel literally enriched, like I am given something by these experiences. And that, so that's what the Fulbright was for me, was opening up the world. So I w- went from Shakespeare and my community here to a much larger community and then returned thinking, well, now I have a Fulbright and two master's degrees because I also got a master's in New Zealand. Like, of course, I'm going to get jobs in academia and everyone's going to be groveling at my feet, which wasn't true at all. But while I was finding my way back here, I had culture shock pretty bad because I lived there for two years. And um, and while that was happening. And where were you living? I was in Charlottesville, in Charlottesville. back with my family. Yeah. And I was working at Live Arts again, which was great. But my dear friend Ethan in L.A. emailed me out of the blue and was like, I'd love you to come direct this play about hunger for a social justice theater festival. Would you come out and do it? And I just said yes. And while I was out there, we worked on that play, and I found out about a job at um, California State University Northridge teaching performance studies, which is what I'd done in New Zealand. So I applied for the job, got that, and um, moved back to California in 2010. Not that teaching is all Amanda McRaven does. She started her own California company, Fugitive Kind, And she's in Stanton this summer with three longtime theater compadres running their very own Make Trouble Theater. A program that's primarily about building ensemble for college students. One hole that you find in college training for actors is ensemble devised work. So Make Trouble refers to we want people to get in a room together, to challenge each other, to push the boundaries, to be really brave on stage, to not play it safe, um, and to really come to understand each other as a a force together for making theater. And uh, I'm lucky that that's what I have in L.A. with my company, Fugitive Kind. So we're trying to teach that to students. (laughs) It's not a camp. It's really a training program. So you're not just doing plays, but you wake up every morning and you go to physical training. So you're learning to be more in tune with your body, more in tune with each other, to listen better, vocal training as well. And then in the afternoon, you, you it's designed to take all those concepts into rehearsals. And they rehearse two plays at the same time. So we also want them to have that rigor of repertory performance. Mm-hmm. So they're exhausted. <laughs> Where are you going to be in 10 years? Mm. I really love the work that I'm doing with my company in L.A., and I'm working on building that to be able to tour with them and have it be financially sustainable. I really believe in the work that we're doing. Our company won uh, Ovation Awards two years ago, which are the L.A. version of the Tonys. I won for directing, and our playwright run for Best New Play, and our company was nominated for an eight total awards. So there is a real thing that we're building there. And I want to keep that going. I'm dedicated to that. Uh, I want to keep building awareness of what my. There is no reason to make live theater in the 21st century unless it is really an incredible experience for the audience. Because they have Netflix and they have YouTube and they can go to the movies. So 
how can we make live arts real experience for audiences? So philosophically, I'm continuing on that track. Um, and I just want to be directing all the time. Uh, you want to be famous? I don't know what that means anymore. Yes, I did when I was little. Absolutely. I did until like, you know, maybe 10 years ago. I just want the work to keep being good. You get to a point in your life where you look back and you go, oh, I, I may have lived more years than I have ahead of me. And that is always in my head like, ooh, okay, here I am. Um, what is the most valuable way to spend my time? And I don't think wanting to be famous is valuable. Make Trouble Theater is in performance in Stanton right now. Pictures and links on the Spark page at WMRA.org. It's curtain time and-